0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: believe. Previously on Chief Concerns. Now, I was excited about
2: the uh, Bolton pick, uh, and especially seeing his highlights. Uh, very instinctive. Uh, got a knack for the ball. How to get there? Make big plays. Uh,
0: great speed, and 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 is his awareness is
2: i mean he, he just has all the things that you need right now as as a back.
0: He's got a little uh little twinkle a little wiggle in the, in his hips man. He he, he likes playing football. Uh he, he does a good job going up, catching the football, strong hands. Uh and he and he's exciting. So I, I look at it you know, they say baby Kelsey man, but he he's he's athletic. He's athletic. It's the corner where the treats said is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that
2: front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we touched down for my, you
0: playing, you made it we always look forward to that week because it was always intense
1: the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys the show, but Dante was my guy. Get the dash because he's done on the Warfield. Hey, hey hey guys, welcome to another edition of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash. I'm here with our host, former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. Gentlemen, how you guys doing?
0: What up? Good, good, good. How's it going?
1: Good. Did you guys get a chance to see our boy uh, Dante in his uh, the, the little uh, uh, break in the, the news of our uh, schedule yesterday in the uh, cheese video? No, I didn't catch
2: it. Oh, it,
1: it was th- That was like our breaking of our schedule. He like opens up like, a, a box of cars and like releases each one, each one shows who are playing week one, week two, week three.
2: Oh, I saw they had uh, on Instagram, they had him holding a deck, like, not a deck, but some cars in his hand, but I didn't know what they were doing with it. So.
1: Yeah, that was the production quality was pretty good. It was like yeah, so you know any of us open up a cars we were kids and stuff. Open them up and uh, you know excited uh, about that uh, the, the unboxing. So yeah, it was it uh, <laughs> was pretty cool seeing Dante do that. Um, but uh, you know we saw schedule quickly. Um, did you guys do you guys have any games you're gonna maybe scout out to go see next year just based off the schedule you saw?
2: I right now I'm hoping to be at the Cleveland game, uh, the Cowboys game. Um, I'm not sure what the ambassador game is going to be but since they're going back to full capacity I'm assuming we're going to have an ambassadors game this year Uh, so that'll be another one and right now I'm looking to go to Vegas for the Raiders uh, game so those are just a few now I also keep in um, a weekend open because I got to make a couple of games out in, in nebraska for my husker so uh-huh. um but just to add a few names not a few names but a few weekends that, that i plan on uh enjoying is um is, is those but i've got friends that here in dallas that are also talking about going to the buffalo game and i think that's week five so
0: we'll see
1: it's, it's, it's a right <laughs> that that's a lot of games right there
0: that is <laughs> a lot of games <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what, man. I, I just I don't know. I, I don't really have that 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 type of convenience to get out there, in Kansas City, like what I want to. Um, you know, I'm a, like you said. I, I usually try to make the ambassadors game, uh, probably you know playoff game for sure. Uh, and then I, I seen one. It, it, my birthday is around the 15th of November, so I know they play the Raiders. I think the uh, on the 14th. So so maybe that week. So. Right now, that's what I'm kind of looking at. I, I don't want to get out there when it's real cold. You know, I, I like yeah. to try to get something, you know, usually in, uh, in warm weather, you know, where you're in nice attire, where you can kind of enjoy yourself, enjoy the weather that is, you know, out there in Kansas City. So, I'm, I'm looking probably like three games, possibly getting out there, too, to go see.
1: All right, so uh, before we get to our first segment, we have a word from our sponsor in Bet online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, in our first segment tonight, we have – that. obviously, we just talked about the NFL schedule was released. Um, I feel pretty good about it. I'm, I'm looking at it, you know, every year I always say, it, mark it off there, wins and losses. 15-2, uh, and 14-3 uh, maybe? I don't know. It would be, be a good season if we could do that. But uh, just when you guys looked at the schedule, what was kind of the things that jumped out at you? What, what are the biggest tests that you see coming up this year?
2: I think every team is going to be a test. I mean, I mean, you even look at the uh, – so far – uh, I want to say Washington. Maybe the Giants might be the uh, – but Washington's a good team, really good defense, young, good, young defense, depending on what quarterback and how he does uh, at the helm of things. But, you know, even the Giants, they're going to have Barkley back and who knows else? Uh, what else uh, that they've um, improved on. So uh, I don't think there's an easy win that's on our schedule. You know, we look at things from at the beginning of the season based off what they did last year, based on certain players. We try to react, you know, with the um, of saying that you know we could easily beat these teams, but so, you know, here at the beginning of, of uh, OTAs, we should be close to doing right now. We have no idea how these teams are going to turn out. Um, they could all be exciting, uh, neck and neck games. Uh, but seeing that the offense that we have, the defense that we're putting together, uh, we would hope. Uh, that our team is good enough to go out and get 14, 15 wins this year, uh, but yet we never know. I mean, I, I just know from playing the game for so long, uh, you can never overlook a team just because of what they did last year or who's on that team
0: to say that's an easy win. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with you. you know, to be honest with you, when you're you're looking at the schedule, there's a lot of tough teams that we had to play this year. A lot of tough teams. And if you're just looking at what they, the teams have built off of last year, you know, you see Buffalo does, that had to play. Uh, Dallas is, is going to come in with, you know, Dak is back. Uh, then you're thinking about also to uh, Cleveland, the Chargers, the Raiders. I mean, there's it's a lot of tough teams that's on its schedule. So it's not an easy schedule by no meets. Uh, and like I said, for guys, I'm not even talking about what they had in their draft. I'm just talking about the stuff that they had from last year, you know, free, free agency-wise. Uh, yeah. what guys are, are, are dealing with so if, if i had to if, if just making somewhat of a, a, a good guess i want to say uh, you know you, you you know 14 and three is good right i mean anything like that you know i mean it's, that's a great that's a great deal and so if 14 and three you know you're dealing with you know who you have in in your division, You know, every week, every time you deal with one of those guys, it's always going to be a great, fought-out, hard, fought game. It is. I I, I don't care. You know, the Raiders are going to come in. They're going to come in, pump, to play, you know. uh, Dogfight every game. Every every single game. Yeah. Now, uh, Denver. Denver's, you know. You know, looking to come up with a little bit. Now you're thinking about the Chargers as well. I mean, so. We don't even
2: know if Denver might not, might, might intercept Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, yeah. he still and, has
0: it. And, right. That's the talk. So, so the thing is, man, I, I just, there's a lot of good uh, things It's going to give us a test. I'm excited. I'm just thinking about it and talking about the schedule, kind of get my juices flowing a little bit. You know, just thinking about it. I'm like, whoo, look at this. Your hands are put together. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what's going to come out uh, this past year. But uh, I I think we'll be really successful. Uh, Like I said, man, 14 and three, you know, 15 and two easy. But we could we could we could easily be, you know, possibly undefeated. Right. People want to talk about those things. You want to think about it, Uh, especially if all the pieces fall like we should uh, the right way. So, yeah, we'll just see.
1: Yeah, and I think that right off the bat, you know, uh, we talk about, you know, on the show we were talking about that our first our first game in the playoffs against Cleveland. That was a – I mean, that was a dogfight. Henny came in the second half of that game. But that was a dogfight, and we start off the season with them, and I'm sure they're going to have their revenge. Uh, that, that's going to be a big play, a big part of them leading up to that week one game. So I think that, yeah, like like you guys said, and there's there's no game where I'm like, you know what, that's a, that's a win. And even this year, now that we know what we have in Justin Herbert, going against him two times a year – yeah. I mean, he, he's a baller, man. That's a good quarterback. Um, obviously, you know, we, we've had, had our way with Drew Locke and the Broncos' quarterback situation. But if they get a Raj, that's I mean, obviously different. Yeah, and,
2: yeah.
1: and and the Raiders finally have fans in the stadium. They didn't have even a thousand fans. They didn't even have a, a limited amount of fans last year. They had no fans, so that's their, their inaugural season essentially with that stadium. So that's also going to play to their benefit in all their games.
2: Yeah, I, and that Cleveland game is yeah, that's that's a scary one, mainly. For the simple fact that it's the beginning, it's the first game of the season. You know, we may come out slow, uh, slow, uh, not really ready to jump on things or or, uh, at full force. And especially with them revamping their defense, adding Clowney, you know, they're they're up their offense with adding uh, Odell Beckham back uh, as as well as keeping everything that they had last year. Uh, But just having, you know, to me, Clowney and Garrett coming at you from both angles, uh, you know, that's, that's another two-headed monster that Cleveland's dealing with, with, with exception to the, uh, the duo of running backs that they have on offense, right, and along with the duo of wide receivers that are top notch. So uh, Cleveland has a lot of the right pieces. And uh, I think just going out uh, and, and overlooking that first game of the season, which some teams do, you know, some teams don't come out the box hot. You know, and I, I just hope that we're not one of those that, that kind of overlooks a team just because of, um, you know, of a win last year.
0: Well, I'll tell you, see, man, I, I and I'm excited who they have on our side, but I'm excited about who we have on our side, though, too, right? Man, we got the counterpunch. <laughs> That's what we've been looking for, right? We get, we got the tackle. We got Brown. And then, we, look, we got the guys in pieces to handle that, right? Clowning, yeah. we, we got people in place, place for that. So, some of our concerns that, you know, we wanted to deal with and, you know, we had in issues last year, hey, man, that should be out the window at this point, right? That's that true. It should really be out the window. So, you know, we start looking at who they got as far as on, on offense-wise. Shoot, look, you look at our offense, it just goes across the board. Who we got? Running back, uh, receiving, tight end. I mean, we, you know, we got them. We got the pieces. You know, now, effective running game, teams are not just pulling back and just, you know, you know laying their hand down in the dirt and pulling off on, you know, the, the tackles like they want to. Yeah. It's coming after them, right? So, I think, you know, with what we've been able to do with the draft and getting guys to free agency – Going to be able to mix it up, okay, offensively. And so that's, that's, that's going to be a wonderful thing. Same thing defensively, man. We, we got, to me, linebacker wise, you know, what we got kind of defensive being in the interior, we got some fast guys. Then we could play a lot more faster than what, you know, we, we possibly did last year, you know. So these guys, the young guys that came in, is going to change things a little bit different. Plus, we got a lot of that experience back from last year. Still got to make, you know, hopefully, the decision to get what's coming back really. So, if we can do that, if, if we can do those things like that, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's,
1: it's definitely a, a good first test to have to see what kind of O line we're going to be working with. I mean, I mean, I saw Lou Riddick earlier today was saying that this is the best O line the Chiefs have had since the Mahomes era. And I see this offense ex- exploding this year, essentially. So, it's a good test to wrap the bat. You know, we're going against a, a, a premium pass rush, and those two dudes. Uh, yeah, so I, we're going to see what we got right off the gate, and like you said, I think it's a brilliant counterpunch to any pass rush and defense we have yeah. uh, that we'll face.
0: You say what? Since the Mahomes era?
1: Y- yeah. So, well, Lewis Lou Riddick, Riddick tweeted that in the Mahomes era, this is the best O line that. he Oh has yeah, had. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. you thought he I said since? F- yeah, 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 yeah. No, in the Mahomes era. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so she's concern number two kind of talks about the schedule a little bit. Um, so this is something I've, I've been reading that with since they uh, have made it so that's going to be uh, 18 weeks or so 17 game season, um, that there's a chance that we might start to see. And I don't know, I'd love to see your guys' opinion on this because you guys played, but uh, a the term load management, which we see in NBA all the time. Um, I think they got they kind of got became famous when Popovich was uh, resting Tim Duncan, Ginobili, and all the old guys towards the end of their careers, but. With the 17-game seasons and some of these teams having a bye week in week 14, so we're talking about 17 weeks straight from three weeks of preseason to 14 games in the regular season before, bye, before they're having a bye week or getting any kind of rest, we may actually start to see load management in the NFL. That's what I've been reading. There's a possible chance of that. What do you guys – what's your take on that, on load management I mean, management I have an
2: experience, the so I can't really speak uh, on it, but I can see it happening, you know, especially when you have key players that are um, – you know, either feeling certain injuries or need the rest, or you don't want to jeopardize uh, throwing them out there for games that you really don't really need, that you don't really need. Um, But the NFL, you need every every game unless it's the end of the season and you've already solidified your position in the playoffs as as well as, like, home field advantage as far as what we did last year. Uh, So that's when it kind of doesn't matter or play into it. But other than that, Every game matters in the NFL. You know, you can lose a game, you can lose four or five games in the NBA, and you still got seventy left. I think was it eighty-two games of the season. Yeah, uh, so you still got seventy plus left. Uh, you know, seventeen. You just adding one extra game, and you know, and the bye week can be later on in the season, kind of uh, to to extend it more. But but every game is important in the NFL. You know, unless it's that that last game of the season, to where the team is already you know. Solidify the spot as as a home field advantage.
0: Yeah, you, there, there's no doubt about it. It would probably be somewhere toward the end of the season that you you'll think about doing something like that. Uh, but like I said, man, you know, looking at the schedule, there's there's not one cakewalk game on this thing. And so, like he said, man, you need every game you do. But the thing is, you need guys to last longer. So load management, it makes sense to me. Uh, I think you know, strategically how of uh, each of them was doing in the draft was, you know, kind of thinking about these things, right. To get a tight end that might be able to come in and give Travis Kelsey a break, you know, because you don't want some of these guys going in and and, and, and having 65 snaps every single week. You, I mean, you just don't want it. 65, 70 snaps every single week, especially, you know, maybe like on a receiver and stuff like that where you're going to get a lot more kind of banging, uh, you know, the interior guys are kind of used to it. You know, you, you're going to do a lot of that just, every single day in practice. Uh, But here's the thing. The difference is where practice and the structure of of, of things are a lot different than when we were playing. Uh, I think guys can do it. And so, uh, you know, when we were, you know, having two days out there practicing, we were banging. We were hitting. So it was almost like you could could think about, you know, 16, 18-game season the way that we were practicing. You know, so it was a lot more physical. It was a lot more, you know, tackling and stuff. That was in practice, you know, during the the summer camps. So all of that's been eliminated. It's been eliminated. So I, I don't think it's going to be an issue as far as guys doing the seventeen games. But you know, load management, where you have a guy who's been playing for a long time, and you know, and, and look, you take care of your veteran players. That's just what it is. You got you, you do it anyway. As far as like you know, do load management. You, you know, you look at a guy like man, you need a break here, and you know what, you let this guy right here take this series. So you can work these things in, uh, but to me, you know, if you got an older guy, uh, you know, some of the guys are going to be bringing in that may have like some injuries that they're still trying to get over with load management makes sense to me
1: for years. Like what well, you like you said, Eric, 82 game season versus a or 16 game season in the past. I just, you know, you don't really, you don't really hear of that, but, I, and there, there are ways, like you, like you say, you know, spelling Travis Kelsey, not letting him play, you know, as, you know, sixty snaps, and, you know, taking him, taking him out more, and bringing in guys like Noah Gray, which is what we drafted. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting to hear that 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 could be coming to the NFL. You know, just, you know, you never, you never think, you never think of that when you have a sixteen game, seventeen game season versus like these other sports like baseball. They have two hundred games they play, you know, so like they can do that. Basketball they can do that. So um, every game matters uh, in, in, the, in the NFL. So.
0: Um, okay. You know, to be honest with you, I mean, they, they've kind of kind of done that. Uh, they haven't called it that, but, you know, you, you kind of watch a guy, you know, especially he's, he's been kind of banged up and beat up a little bit. That sometimes you might split series here and there, you know, so they don't really talk about it. But, you know, some guys are like, all right, man, you know, I'm, I'm tweaking you go in for this series right here. So, you know, coaches are aware of it. Um, you know, upper management are aware of it. You know, it comes down to the bottom, like, you know, talking to the trainers, like, you know, how's this guy feel this week? You know, what do you think? And eh, well, we'll give him maybe, you know, 50% of the snaps. You know, we'll let him take – Yeah, maybe- but it's
2: completely different with us though, J.D., because like you have guys that are 100% healthy in the NBA and that coach is like, okay, we don't really want you to play this game. We want to give you a breather. You know, we want we want you to sit sit this game, sit that game out. You right. know, as opposed to like us, like, you know, you might have Willie Rope and Will Shields that may have a lingering injury. You know, they just want to take uh, a few snaps off or maybe want to take the day off that, that, that weekend and we don't need them. Uh, for a game that's not, whether uh, you got a team that's struggling that we're playing against, or you know we have the 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 playoff position uh, uh, solidified, so we don't need them for that for those kind of games. It's, it's the way it's, I guess it's kind of defined for the NBA because it's like guys that
0: that don't really need the rest or that aren't hurt. we are getting the rest, yeah, yeah. So so to me. You know, when, when and and I know it's totally different, but if you're talking about keeping a guy out like an entire game, right? And, and, you know, I'm thinking about like just snap counting in the self, right? Low management, okay? And even if he is healthy, you still want to say, well, look, I, I want to take, you know, some of these hits off this guy or going out there. Like I said, linemen are different. Linemen, you know, you, you you talk to, hey, look, you know what, persevere through this game the entire week. I don't care if you're 100% or not, right? You know, let's get yourself ready. Go out there and perform. And, you know, you're not really running up and down the field that, that much, but you still – you know how to deal with pain. You know how to deal with some of these things. And the hardest thing – you don't want to load manage, and I'm saying maybe a guy uh, who who's an integral part of the offensive line. You know, like, like that I know is something that's completely different, you know, because these guys are practicing together the whole time, and you just know a guy that's beside you. And so having a new guy in a little bit is is, is a little different. So I know that's, a, that's somewhat of a challenge, but, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. That's I was just thinking, you know, snap count, each, you know what I'm saying, low management. I got you.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's always great to hear your guys' takes on these things because you guys were you guys were part of that and stuff. So it's, it's always you – know, I can hear Joe Schmoes talk about it on, on ESPN or whatnot, but hearing you guys talk about it, love it, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so our next concern um, is uh, current events, uh, what's going on uh, this week with the Chiefs. Obviously, we have a schedule, and that's the big news for the week. But um, the start of this week, we had uh, reports coming out of uh, certain Chiefs players were reading, reaching out to D.D. Uh, Westbrook, uh, who's a free agent from Jacksonville, uh, went to Oklahoma. I believe he was a Blitikoff of award winner in college. Uh, he was also a Heisman finalist, too. Um, and that's, that's a name we've thrown around this show before, but apparently they – She's players are reaching out to gauge his interest in coming to KC, and so that's that's something. There is interest there, uh, and then also right before the show today, uh, we brought we brought in Mike Hughes. We traded a 6 round pick uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. We got Mike Hughes cornerback from UCF, who was a first round pick, and we also got a seventh round in return as well. So, what are your thoughts on, uh, on I guess on the, on the Mike Hughes move and uh, the chance of getting D.D. Westbrook?
2: I like the. Uh- the option of getting DD. I mean, I, I saw that we, what do we, we cut two linemen, right? The one that was getting the dog dodge coins that was gonna collect that in, in his uh, pay yes. and somebody else um, to, to free up some cap space. Uh, so we're obviously making some moves to make a splash with somebody in this free agency market. Uh, he is a playmaker, he's proven, um, you know, injuries I think that kind of hindered him, but he, he's a definite playmaker. We can get him in the right position. Um, I think he will excel in this offense. Uh, the cornerback coming in, my only issue with that is that we, we, we did that last year and it didn't really pay off, um, you know, for whatever reason, uh, whether it was injuries or he just didn't uh, have the necessary skills to, uh, to, to, to beat out whoever ever was in front of him to get on the field. Uh, it just didn't pay off for us. So I, I don't uh, see much happening with that. And I also saw something on Twitter to where, uh, you know, we might have a chance at, at bringing Freeland back. Uh, so I like that better than anything if, if, if that's so, uh, still available. Um, but but the new guy that has been hurt from UCL, you know, I, I hope he can come in and, and stay healthy and, and uh, be the productive guy that he was drafted to be. Uh, but other than that, uh, Westbrook, I'm all excited about that if it happens.
0: Uh. It- you know, look, I, I like D.D. Westbrook. I do. Now, like you said, he's coming off an injury, and that's that's an issue. Uh, but I, I've been a, a big proponent of the guys that's in the in the room right now. I, I really I really am. Uh, do we need another veteran guy? Somebody who, and I like veteran guys, maybe older, that could lead a younger group of guys to let them know what it means to be a professional, how to do certain things. Uh, and D.D. Westbrook, Man, he, he he's a great receiver. I wonder how his 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 speed is going to be in his quickness after this injury. That's always the question. And so something a major injury too. This is not like something this that's a minimal thing. I mean, it's we're talking, uh, you know, a, a, a knee injury that you're talking about just all out speed, which he plays with. Uh, so I, I like thinking about bringing him in. I think it can add on to what we do. I like Pringle, Robinson, Hill, uh, uh, Hardman. Uh, I like Tonje Sharp, McCombin. Look, there's guys in the room right now, okay? And I think we can go ahead and get on the field at, at this moment. If the game had to start right now, I like the guys that we got getting on the field. Matter of fact, I've seen that we, we got a, a free uh, a free agent, the guy from uh, uh, Notre Dame, Right. So I was, I was watching him, and I was, I was a little excited watching some of his film. I'm like, man, this is some of the stuff that we do already. And some of, you know, the, the, the movement and getting open. I mean, he's going to be a great addition. We just don't know how he's going to fit into the scheme of things. But, you know, I, I just see that, you know, what we got here, what we can do offensively, um, you know, we, we got a, good, we got a good, good group of guys. We do. Uh, now, on the Hughes situation. I think this huge situation, and this is just me personally, but I think part of that is just the leverage about, you know, going to Breland and saying, okay, look, we're getting guys in here. Do you still want to be a chief? You know, you can go out here and hit this market and try to find out and and keep trying to go chase after whatever. But what you've been trying to get is already here. You've done that. We done been to the Super Bowl, you know, twice. So, you know, we want you to be here. We don't want you to go anywhere else let's get this thing done. That's what, uh, to me, that's what we need to do. We need to go out to really just get him back. Uh, so I think part of that E-E, cap space you're talking about may be talking about trying to get him back here too. And I know they're not going to, extend, uh, you know, uh, extinguish any type of uh, conversation with him as far as getting back there on the chiefs. Uh, but I think, man, if you get him back, man, that's, that's, that's a solid move that you want to be able to get this guy right here, bring it, you know, comes in, uh, has a lot of potential coming off of injury. We don't know how it's going to do. So yeah. I don't know, man. Breedland to me is is our choice, I, but I like Hughes signing, but I think part of it is just leverage, right? Part of it is just a bargaining tool saying, we're getting guys in here. Do you still want to be here or not? So my opinion. Yeah.
1: But I, I know you're not alone in you, you love the current receiver room that we have. And a lot of fans are love what we have right now, but what does it tell you though, when our players report reportedly, our players are going to D.D. Westbrook, engaging his interest in coming to Kansas city. And, you know, and there's also been reports this year where, you know, we've gone out and sought after high, high price receivers, like, like Juju Smith Schuster. And, you know, now our players are going to other guys and say, Hey, would you want to come to KC? I mean, does it show that maybe the players aren't maybe all the guys on the team aren't really excited about the the depth we have a receiver right now?
0: I think a guy who, who's who's proven, who's already been in the league, who's, who's called, you know, a, a, a lot of balls uh, from I wouldn't say maybe uh, stellar quarterbacks uh, is going to add something to the room. And I think guys have reports with those guys. You know, they, they, look, they know what they've done. They, they've seen him they, they in college at the same time. They've seen what he's done, uh, you know, on TV as well. So, you know, guys, that's, you know, playing your position, who he can be. So, they just know, like, look, man, you come in here, hey, you know, we'd love to have you. I guarantee you, everybody in the room ain't doing that. I promise you that. Everybody in the room ain't saying, look, yeah, we need to get Brady B.D. Westbrook in here. <laughs> Somebody's sitting there saying, like, look. That's taking food off their table. Huh? A- table absolutely. off their table. Right. Sure. Cause you start thinking that at this point, what makes me think I can't do it? You exactly. know what I mean? So, you know, I, I know it's, that's it, kind of put out there like, Hey, you know, all the guys want to bring him in. Yeah, it's fine. Some dudes are sitting over there with their arms crossed. Like, look, I, look, I'll get this thing done. If you don't think I can do it, let me show you what I can do. So, you know, I'm sure guys are reaching out. Like I said, because that's just part of like that rapport of guys just playing with each other. You know who guys are. Uh, but everybody ain't excited in the room I promise you that yeah I agree I mean we got a
2: we got a nice little young core of guys you know I think what is tariq right now five six years in
1: yeah but yeah I think he was the year before say like 2016
2: I think yeah. yeah still young but right now he's considered a vet you know he's got his you know he's he's, he's five six years in uh Kelsey's the 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 oldest of the crew and uh, He's a tight end, but he's a receiver. You know, putting up receiver numbers, putting up receiver's catches. Um, heck, running receivers routes. So he's, he's a part of that receiving committee. And to have those two, two guys to, to, to lead your unit, uh, I'm with Jason because, like, I think that with the young crew that we do have, you can plug those guys in there to make plays. Now, if they're seeing something on a weekly basis that we're not seeing – that's not uh producing on the field um then yeah maybe these guys are speaking out to dd westbrook and like jason said i know on the other side a lot of those younger guys are like you know give me the opportunity we don't need a a westbrook in here we don't need a a schuster in here we don't need all these these other big names you know let us make a name for ourselves there you go so you know let let us see what we let let us see what we can produce but you know on the other side as a as a as a Coaches committee and, and, and GMs, if they're not seeing the productivity and the stuff, you know, the wins and the, and the stats to go with it, then they have to make those decisions no matter what this, these receivers are, are saying. So uh, it, it, you know, it may be that somebody has said something like D.D. Westbrook will fit in good with our offense. But as Jason said, I, I know for a fact, you know, every time I've heard of somebody trying to say, you know, we're going to bring this guy in to help solidify our, 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 secondary, even though our secondary back when our days, our secondary wasn't that good. I didn't want any of those other guys brought in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. They're they're They have a name. They've proven themselves. Uh, uh, but still, I, I don't want somebody coming in to, to, to take food off my table.
0: Right. Right. And look, man, you know, perspective, like you yeah, it's just, and, and you got guys, some guys, Hadn't really been there long enough. So, Robinson, I think, is – you know, I know we talk about a number two, but I think Robinson is kind of – he's made his case, you know, to be almost a, a legit number two. And I think he's just going to get better. So, you know, why not sign – you know, we signed him. Why not? But thinking him that way. Harman is another guy. I think he's going to have another breakout. I think he's going to have a better year this year than he did last year. Right? He's just going to get better. Pringle yeah. comes in hungry. So, we're talking about Coleman, Tonsay Sharp. who who wants to resurrect their career at this moment. They want chances and opportunity. You're playing with the best quarterback in football, right? So I'm sitting there thinking like, who's these young hoes been throwing to me before, right? Now I got somebody who can actually give me the ball instead of somebody throwing the ball in the dirt. I had to, you know, jump over here, leap over two guys to get the football. Now it's going to be right on me when I'm turning around. So who's to know what the guy's going to be able to do? So I I think, man, give these guys some chance and opportunity, uh D.D. Westbrook and and look, I I I'll, I'll say this too. Can we get a guy here who's healthy? Can we get a, somebody who's 100 healthy when we get in, right? I, I, either that or I'm a, I'm gonna throw a name out here and and, and uh, I, I know we won't be able to get him. I don't know how people feel about this, but somewhere in the back of my mind, you know who would who would absolutely work in this in this room? Julio, who Julio? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Julio Julio was one I'm, I'm gonna give you another vet not really to, to get a lot of a uh, lot of numbers from him fitzy can we can we get this girl here that's that's solid hey man look look a veteran guy who's a, who who's an absolute tip top a professional in what he does when I'm talking about could absolutely teach these guys how to be how to run rap, everything about you know the, the position. And, and and that's what I'm talking about as far as a leader when you have that, that that would absolutely work in a room like that. I don't know if we can get him right. Julio to me is that that's true. you know you gotta pay his joker. Yeah, you, you gotta pay him, right? Yeah. You know, you, you you coming in, man, with the with a Ferrari coming into the room. So you know, <laughs> they ain't no Honda. So that's the only difference. I but I, I see it like somebody like this If you're gonna bring somebody in. I wouldn't say necessarily beat up, but got some, you know, a little longer than two. But he still got some ability. You know, he's going to catch footballs. You know, he's going to get old. He's he just got strong hands, man. He's a he's going to play big. That's what he does. So I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I mean, I think he's one of those that wants to in his
2: career where he starts it. I, and even now, I, I know they he's talked about. You know, he hasn't made a decision on whether he wants to hang it up. Just because they brought in a lot of firepower into Arizona. Yes, they you know? did. And right. so, you know, he hasn't looked at his career to where it's like, you know, he's done yet. I think he feels like he can still compete. And he hasn't made a decision if he wants to retire yet. And I, I don't know if he's one of those that wants to be a considered a journeyman just by going to another team. So he might, he might, if 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 he doesn't make the team, I think he's willing to just go ahead
0: and uh call it a a, a career with, with Arizona. Uh, yeah. I mean he's already wearing red and white. Bring him out over here to this one. Come on, come on over here to Arrowhead. You know, we need win, you, win you a couple oh, super- I take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Win a couple of Super Bowls before you leave up out of here. Fitzy? It's
1: it's so crazy that like you know, just seeing like the Brooklyn Nets teams right now, right? Where they they're they're getting like old guys that they come out and play, you know, guys who were like, you know, Fitzgerald, who was a badass number one receiver back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had guys like Blake Griffin, who was one of the best power forwards in the league. He's he's sitting on the bench to Brooklyn right now, getting a couple minutes a game, you know. He's not it's just weird. It's, it's funny how like the NFL doesn't have that same kind of thing where the NBA does guys like the guys can like, play till their late 30s and hang around playing five minutes a, a, a game. Whereas a guy like Fitzgerald, you know, he might you know, he might he's not going to make the team. He's you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to stick around and just like tag along to a team to get a ring, which. But that's a rare thing. You know, you rarely get guys that can play for as long
2: as, you know, Jerry Rice did That play, play as long as what, you know, Tom Brady's doing or to play as long as what uh, Fitzgerald's doing. So it's, that's rare. You know, because your body takes a beating, you know, and, and, you know, I know we talked about it earlier, like is a lot of guys would love to call their career like, hey, I'm, I'm going to end it this year. This is my, you know, my last dance. And, and that we hate to be in that position of having to be released or having to have that tap on the shoulder to say, hey, you, can, you know, we, it's time for us to move on. You know, we've enjoyed your, your stay, but, you know, um, we're moving on. So no, nobody really wants to be in that position. So when 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 you have um, legends and Hall of Famers that play for 15 plus years and that can continue going uh, based off of uh, uh, basically what they produce every year, um, you know, putting people in the stands and putting stats on the on the sheets. So that's that's very rare that you get guys like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's good to see them that, 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 that come in and I, I enjoy, it. you know, even though he won a ring. Against my team this year, I enjoy watching Tom Brady play. You know, I enjoy watching Drew Brees at, in, in, in his early 40s putting up the numbers and going out there making the plays that he played, uh, that he did. So, yeah, I love it. Uh, it's very rare that you get it. But you can get, the like you said, the basketball guys, they can go out there and, heck, you can be like a, a Haslam. you know, don't even play and just sit on the bench. But you can be a, a player coach like Juwan Howard was. And you, and you still just sit making millions by doing nothing. You know that'll never happen in the NBA, in the nfl
0: right right yeah I'm, I'm, you know i'm just i'm well, just well i
2: can't say that one because i know aaron glitt did for and then uh sean lee for the for the cowboys was doing yeah. it because he he hit, gets hurt so much <laughs> but uh you know he was another one of those but yeah, that's okay. very rare yeah you
0: know? <laughs> oh my neck hurts go ahead Shawn. yeah <laughs> Now, I, uh, You know, man, I'm just – I'm thinking out loud. That, that, that was it. You know, when I'm sitting there, you know, he, he may be available or something like that, trying to work some things out. I'm like, shoot, he, he'd be a great guy in the locker room. Shoot, 37 years old, man, to get him in for a couple of couple of years, two or three, shoot, just sweep his thing, man. Shoot, make it a dynasty, build for Matt. So, you know. But that is something
2: that a lot of quarterbacks do. Quarterbacks, you can just – shit, Ty Collins, Charlie yeah. Batch. A lot of them guys has been – in the league forever,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it rarely touched the field.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember Jeff George towards the end of his career; he was hanging on, but he was like, he seemed like he was ancient, but he's probably like ten years younger than what Brady is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: but uh, but you know, on this topic, so we're, we're going to our last. <coughs> we're going to our last chief concern for the night. But it's still the same kind of topic of knowing when to hang it up. What some might say um, this week. Um, there's reports of Tim Tebow. Uh, coming to try out with, uh, well, he's already tried out and he's probably going to get signed here in the next few days is what, there's, is what the reports are, uh, joining up with Urban Meyer uh, to play tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, it sparked a lot of controversy. There's a lot of opinions on it. People are saying it's taken away from actual guys who have played the position, who are young and you know eager to play, start their NFL career, uh, just because of nepotism in a way. You know, he's best friends with Urban Meyer and the guy's, Wants to keep playing, and he can, you know, he can play baseball. He can join ESPN. He can do whatever he wants. Um, but I, I would mean, say I want both of you guys to respond to this. But JD, you're tight end. I mean, it's just kind of, it's kind of insulting to you that like a guy like Tim Tebow can just come out there. I'm playing tight end today, and that's.
0: Is it insulting? No, look, he, look. If he goes after, he gonna figure, he gonna figure out real quick if he can do it or not. All right, uh, that's that's the reality of it. Now, of course, uh, he tight ends today, uh, well, he'll, he'll fill right in with some of the atrocious blocking that's going on right now. I'll, I'll say that. But they don't quite ask the tight ends to do what they used to do when I was playing. And so, like, kind of sticking your nose in it, you still have some tight ends that will, will come in and bang heads and, you know, uh, can block a nine technique a guy straight up, you know, head up technique on you, uh, inside guy, maybe had to block down on a, you know, defensive tackle. But to me, is it insulting? Look, if the guy can do it, he can do it. I I, I don't have no problem with it, to be honest with you. I really don't. All I look at is everybody's upset because because we know Tim Tebow has privilege and a benefit of knowing Urban Meyer. That's what it is. That's that's all it is, period and, and, and simple. That's all it is. Any other team, he will not have his opportunity. Let me just make that clear, all right? So Urban Meyer, who knows Tim Tebow, was sitting there saying, hey, you know what, Tim, you know, he's assessing him and watching him every single day, but it's without a doubt the benefit of being friends with Urban Meyer. That, that's it, bottom line. And so him knowing and having that privilege of being able to do those things uh, is what may get him signed, or, you know, they saying they're particularly going to get him signed. Look, if he can play, fine, good. We were just talking about Bernard Pollard on here, you know, coming back. Look, if O'Nara can play, he makes the team, shoot, let him do it. Fine. You know, I, I, don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind it whatsoever. But if you go out there and stink it up, then it's like, look, told you so, should have known better. Come out here trying to stick your nose in here like that. But, hey, man, he's got, he's got to figure it out. And, and look, I'm, hey, if he like I said, I'll, I'll clap my hands, congratulate him if he can play that position. No problem. I got no problem with whatsoever. But he's got to make the team. You know, he's got to make the team. So that, that's all it is, man. It's just, like you said, almost like nepotism. It's the privilege and the benefit of just knowing your former coach to get on a team. Is he taking away from other guys getting on the team? I don't know, <laughs> but we, we know these things do exist. We all have, you know, privileges and benefits in different ways in life. So he's just using his, you know, yeah. to get on the team. I agree. I ha- I have nothing bad to say. And, uh,
2: I don't want, because this is a crazy thing. I ended up looking at Tim Tebow's Instagram, had no clue. Dude was like doing. Uh, uh, he's preaching. I know he's been very religious since college days. And, you know, that's one thing that he stood and, and continues to stand by. It. So me, to sit up and, and to voice my opinion, like the, I've seen all the guys on ESPN do, I have no ill feelings toward who he is as a person, as an athlete. None of that. If he's got the opportunity to do so and a coach is giving him uh, a chance to do that, more power to him. I have nothing bad to say about the guy because I don't need anything uh, coming back to me about saying something negative about Tim Tebow. So, hey, more
0: power to you. God bless you. If you do it, I'll enjoy watching you play. Right, uh, look, man, but look—you can be critical, guys. You know, you you can. And, and, you know what I'm saying? I, I won't even worry about. I don't that. need to read those scriptures
2: about me and add
0: me into. That's right. Hey, 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 read it back to him. But you know, as a man of God, we read back to him. We share we, we, sure scripture with each other, right? You know, because because you know there is a, a, a good thing about pride. We talk about pride, in, you know, in, in, in the good book. So we we want to make that clear. So hopefully, it's not prideful just going out there just saying. That I'm so uh, so in love with some of the uh, the uh, uh, the attention that I'm getting from this, right? Like you said, man, he's a competitor. Fine, if you can compete, you can make it. Like I said, more power to you. Yeah. But look, I, I, I'm gonna say this: when I left Kansas City, teams were calling me up, and part of teams calling me up is because of my privilege and benefit of me knowing coaches. On other teams, yeah, and they called me, gave me kind of first dibs. Like, hey, Jason, we want to bring you in, as opposed to other guys that might be out on the street. And it was like coaches I had before in, in Philadelphia and Kansas City because they knew who I was. And so Tim Tebow is just accepting that response, you know that that privilege that he's getting from Urban Meyer, that somebody who knows who he is, saying we got a good character guy that comes in here. You know, the guy 250 some pounds, so. He ain't a small dude. He ain't like he's, you know, 215. Yeah. But the 6'3", 255. But I tell you what, though, he comes over in the middle, gets smacked one good time. <laughs> Check, please. He might, he might take his helmet off and, and quick on his own. So, But you know, this is a new NFL, so they can't make those big kids going across the middle. So I, I hear you. you. You know, guys are just tattooed guys just to get a little, oh, I didn't know I could do that. My fault. I'm sorry. You know. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully that that nasty, but I'm just saying. We'll see. Okay? Yeah. Look, there's going to be a lot of toss and guys on the line of scrimmage with you sitting over here. And look, it's going to be a talking point if he gets on the field. Defensive coordinator is going to be like, "Look, you don't let this guy who was playing quarterback come up and block you. You better not let this joker block you like that. You know, he's, he's a former quarterback. You better, you know, <laughs> break his neck. He try to come across the line. But well, we can't look. say that. That's a part of bounty. What's that I, bounty I, game? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, expression that's all it is is an expression, you know, break your you know, mess him up, okay? Yeah, you know? <laughs> around a little bit, like they say, all right, teach him a thing, too, teach him a thing <laughs> make him earn his pain, right? So,
1: <laughs> well, they were showing like his highlights when he was with the Jets, mm-hmm. I guess, towards the end of, of his yeah. career. He didn't. They. There was a play where he was like coming in motion. He was doing. like They're going to throw a wheel to him. It looked like yeah. he didn't really have any ball skills, to be quite honest. It, it was a couple of plays I saw, but like, he didn't really have ball skills as a pass catch for me, at least at what I saw. Oh, really? That's what I. Yeah, I mean, I, from the highlights.
2: Know, the, yeah, he looked. Very, I mean, right now, it, nobody's really liking the the look of it, of him trying to come back out of you know six years. They're doing nothing, and so they're, I'm pretty sure that what what they're showing is some of his worst plays. Yeah, you know, right. like you know, we don't think he's got it. Like, why is he doing this? And I, I, I kind of give him critics. I know he's a good athlete. I know he's 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 in the gym 24 seven. You can tell, um, and and I won't sit there and try to make it out to where it's like, you know, he's not an athlete. Right. Uh, you don't win national championships in college and not be an athlete. Uh, even if you're with a good team, you have to be some somewhat good to do the things that he's done. Uh, so you know, give him some credit if he's able to pull it off. You know, heck, we we sit back and we enjoy what he's doing. But I'm not a Jaguars fan, so it's not affecting my team or, or what I or what I <laughs> watch on TV. So and yeah, it has uh, brought up some negative talk amongst players, and I know uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, I can't wait to play Jacksonville if he, if he makes a team." So. Uh there's some guys are, are are have it out for him, and a lot of people right now don't like the idea of him taking advantage. Well, not ta- yeah, taking advantage of the privilege that he has.
1: That's right. That's from,
2: we'll just see how it
1: goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing is, it's like you see what Taysom Hill's been doing with the Saints. It's like maybe they do, maybe maybe they Tebow could do that. You know, he didn't he didn't like come up in like this modern age of football, you know, that whole like dual quarterback thing they've been doing with Taysom Hill. Maybe Tebow could do that. They, they do want to go with that, but, you know, they have Trevor Lawrence, the next best thing, so why would they want to do that?
0: So yeah. They've they just they've been working him in, you know, just kind of just working him in, just working him and working it. And it's been a process. This is a process here, yeah. you know? So it, it takes a while. I, I'm shocked, dude. He has not ball skills. I mean, he, he plays baseball, right? I mean, when the outfield, I mean, you should be able to learn how to track and, and turn and all of that. So, yeah, he's an athlete. He's a multi-sport athlete, so – yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to tell that lie. He's not an athlete. I ain't going to lie like that.
1: Yeah, the, the, the clips they showed. I'm, I'm sure Eric's right. I'm sure they were just trying to, like, you know, paint that narrative. Like, oh, this guy's gonna play tight end. This guy can't get. The guy can't track a ball. I'm like, yeah. it, it, and from that, from that clip or the couple clips I saw, I didn't look like he could be a good pass catcher. But obviously, I'm sure I mean, the guy's an athlete, of course. So I mean, I'm sure he can track a ball. But it's obviously different if you're going across the middle, like you said.
0: Oh yeah! Now, now we'll we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. He'll find out. So
1: yeah, yeah. I was what, what, hearing that, hearing that story this week. I was like, I gotta get the guys to comment on this, especially you, JD, playing the tight end position yourself. So I I had to get you to comment on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, you know, hey man,
2: it's interesting. And, and mm-hmm. JD's right. Yeah, yeah, when you're in that situation, and you have a, a head coach that's you know heck, that's like if you know. If Coach Ramille was Jeff Bezos, you know, heck, I'm going to call Coach Jamil for a job, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, for a front office job at that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I don't I don't have that that right now. So um, and, and he does. So, you know, if if, if he's able to take advantage of, of a situation then you know, more power to him.
1: And yeah, he lives two doors down from Urban Meyer, too. So that also adds exactly, to the yeah. adds the whole narrative of everything that they have between each other.
0: <laughs> Urban Meyer been out there throwing ball in the backyard tour. That's what's been happening. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Crazy. Must be nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you next week. And as always, if anyone has any Chiefs Kingdom concerns. You can just uh, tweet at us at at concerns chief and please subscribe and follow us on chief concerns on YouTube Believe podcast network and anywhere you can find a podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.